Russia expenses Va'atu and now. Beginning of the, the giving the Torah begins Va'atu now <coughs> in Shemoye Tishmi. So Rashi says that every person has to act to themselves like now they got the Torah. It's very interesting in, in, in Krishna when it says the word Hayoyim, Rashi also says Every day, you should look at the Torah like you were giving it fresh. Fresh, just got it. So the, the, one, of the, one of the tricks to live a life, I'm just saying even not religious, just to live a life. And the more so be, be religious is to always be enthusiastic. Because when the nature of people are, the, you know, something new has a great novelty. Something, a new car, and uh, everything new is a great novelty. So after a while it wears off, then all of a sudden the novelty wears off. It's an old car, it's an old this. So the, really, one of the greatest things in life is, is to try to tell yourself that is, every day is a new day. Every day is new. It's a fresh. But yesterday was yesterday, today is today. And especially being religious, because we do things every day, the same thing. We make a bracha, we bench, and we daven, and, you know, and it becomes sort of routine. And one of the greatest things is, the Chaitanya says, act like today is the first day you did it. I'm sure you all remember first day, you know, as a boy, you remember the first day you put on film, or the first day, you, you know, you did something which had such an impact in you. The truth is, the trick is, <coughs> is to be continuous, that every day should be like a new day. Now, how does a person do this? You know, it's, uh, it's difficult uh, just to, to be. <coughs> the truth is that before I explain this, I want to explain something what it says in the Rizal. The Rizal says a very, very profound thing. There is no two days in the world that's the same. The Rabbani never makes two things the same, which is amazing. There's no people look alike. I always say this to people, that no twins, even it used to be till recently, they used to think identical twins have the same, D, uh, the same DNA has shown that it's not. They have different DNA, even no matter how identical they are, every person looks different, every person is different, and every day, in every second in the world, never was they such, it's, it, that, that it wasn't. It is different than the last minute. The, the world is a different world this minute than the last minute. The Rebunshim never makes something uh, uh, old. It's not like it's an old thing, just keep on going. It doesn't work that way. There's continuously newness, differentness, you know, and we give this to the world. The person keeping Shabbos, the person keeping kosher, making a bracha, we add to the world. It's like you are the one who are making Hashem's plan that every day is different. But the truth is, every day is a different day. And every day has its challenges, every day has its rewards. The Zoya says even more, every day the Kedusha 
of the Torah comes down into the world, and there's new thoughts of the Torah, deep thoughts of the Torah. And every day has its insightfulness, and every day has different. So the truth is that every day by a person is a different day. And the trick really in life is, is a person should, when he gets up in the morning, he should tell themselves, today is a my day. Today is my day. It's different than yesterday. It's different than tomorrow. This is my day. Now, this is very, very important because if a person could keep doing this, he will never be bored. Unfortunately, I hear people saying, you know, the board of Yiddishkeit. I've even heard people saying the board of the marriage. Unfortunately, it's like uh, it is. And the truth is, if a person makes themselves, this is my day, and I will greatly enthusiastic, you know, embrace it, your day be a great day. I've said this more than once that, you know, when you go to <clears throat> Disneyland, there's a huge sign, the happiest play on earth. And I've already, you know, most parents will agree it is absolutely not the happiest players on earth. You take the children and boy, the happiest play on earth is the day that you make it happy. Because you could have, you could be in a place, a great day for your life, you could be miserable. I was at weddings and I was recently speaking to a caller. Parents asked me to see. You know, she was finally getting married, and she was, it was like she was in such miserable emotional pain. It was just amazing. You know, I would, uh, you know, I watched my children getting married. It was, wow, you know, happy they were. So whatever reason this young lady was going through, she wasn't happy. You're happy as much you make her happy. You know what I mean? If you, the two same people have the same day, the same, same things in life, two people could literally have the same thing. This person doesn't take it so serious, he doesn't draw him down, doesn't make him so depressed, and he has a different perspective. Other people, it like drags him down, you become depressed, and you can't cope, and, and a lot to do has to do is with your faith in Hashem. The more amuna you have in Hashem, the more you can have, this is a great day. And the truth is, every day Hashem gave us is a great day. It's not... You know, not just because we live in sunny California, not because I woke up this morning and it's another great Sunday. It is, truthfully, it is. It's just we have to learn how to live every day and not to say, hey, it's another day. You know what I mean? If, as I say, most of us get up in the morning and no one screams, yippee, I'm alive. You know what I mean? Most of us get up in the morning and we, do we really got to get up? Can I stay under the covers another, maybe another three days and hide under the covers and not face? Because we don't look at life as this is what we are here for. You know, many, I, I, I say always this story. When I, I, must, I grew up, I came to L.A., did not speak English, believe it or not. So I remember coming to L.A. for the first few weeks and I meet one of the local rabbis and I said, no, how are you doing? He tells me he's hanging in. First time I heard that expression. I didn't understand what he said. I'm hanging in. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, I'm hanging in. Baruch Hashem. And I remember walking home, and I said to my, I don't want to hang in in life. It's not what I want. 
But then I realized many people live this way. They hang in. It's like holding a strap or something, a rope, and just hanging in. That's how it turned out. They're hanging in. And, and that's when the first time I realized that many people who live this way, and he said it, you know, casually, in a nice way, hanging in. It wasn't like, you know, he was going through trauma. One of the children is not well. And we were all young then. It wasn't that his children were not well. It wasn't just uh, people live this way, get up in the morning. Okay, I'm just, that's not what, what life is all about. You should, this is, not, I, this is my life. This is your life. And you should not hang in. You should live it. Every day is at the end. That's why, you know, when people have asked me, when I've gone through tough times, and someone asked me, someone in the hospital just asked me, another doctor, how come you're smiling? I says, if I walk around not smiling, would that help me? If I walk around angry and bitter, it's not, it's not gonna help me. It's not, it doesn't help. The, the angry and being annoyed and walking around with, uh, with feeling that you are a victim or all these r- robs life out of you. You can't live feeling like, you know, this is not fear, that's not fear. You're wasting your energy in the wrong way. And you can't live that. You can't be close to Hashem. And you even can, uh, the way I understand, people have a hard time being close to others. And relationships are difficult. Because people walk around feeling unfair. Life is not fair. So they have a hard time connecting to, to a spouse or to children or to neighbors, whatever it is. The person who knows life, this it is what it is. And we all get hurt and all will be hurt. And the, and the truth is we get hurt with the people we're closest to. And we need, that's what it is. We are married and we have children. We build a family. And that's just part of life and how to overcome it and move on. Then you could be so close to Hashem too. Because there's room that you're living. It's not like, you, it's like to, the description that I could describe is someone who's on the run, is looking, and you know, I'm just hanging in there, and there's no time to live because he's just hanging in there, holding, I shouldn't drown. If someone, a neighbor have told me, she's telling me, describing that her mother's going through a different, she, she tells me, my mom is in a survival mode. So, you know, also then I, after thinking about it, she meant to say her mother has a hard time living because unfortunately she lost a child, terrible car accident. A child who's 28 years old <clears throat> and she was devastated. So she, for the last few years, she hasn't overcome it and she lives like survival, like she's got to survive, like sort of. She's not living. That's not called living because she's still Priyaka, it's, no, it's the tragedy of tragedy. It's nothing to talk about what a terrible tragedy is. But to, but, but to take, to consume your life, that's not what the Bodhisattva wants. You have to, it's tragedy, you have to overcome it, you have to mourn it, but you have to live. Right now, today, we are living. And the more you live a life, and the more you make it every day a special day, the more happy you are. See, I'm sure today, at the end of the day, when you ask yourself, we're all going to have pain. There is no day that doesn't give us pain. Let it be a disappointing pain. Let it be just a simple, you know, your stomach is not working well or you have a headache. It doesn't make a difference. Every day has its pain. And unfortunately, we get focused on the pain. Instead of focusing, we are alive. And we have a great day. And we have what we have. See, people don't focus on that. 
the end of the day, you ask someone, how was your day? Well, this what happened, and this. Look, I have, I have a tradition in my home. I encourage everyone to get the children to thank Hashem and adults. So it's amazing how difficult it is to get people to thank. Because, you know, the, the first thing they focus is, well, this didn't work out today. Yeah, but, you know, I was telling my granddaughter, but, you know, tell me what did work out. And after she starts saying, well, she got a, a 96 on a test, and this worked out, and that worked out. We get focused on the things that don't work out, rather than focus on the things that do work. If you focus what's working, you are living. Of course there's going to be pain today. Of course there's going to be disappointment. That's what life is all about. And of course it's about shared. It's not random disappointment. It's not, you know, just because uh, your name is so-and-so. It's exactly prescribed for each one of us, our headaches, our disappointments, and our panosa, and who our children are, and who our neighbors are. Everything is exactly. But what we have to do is, this is my life. I'm here to live it. That's, and a person should, every day, when you get up and do the mitzvah, same thing. The, this is the first time I'm davening. It's hard, but you got to imagine it. And you'll see it has a greater effect. Don't say, well, I've been davening this all the time, and I said it to him all the time. This is your special day, Period. See, that's why in the Torah it keeps on saying ba'atu. It says a now. Because the truth is we only have the now. You know, why waste the now? You know, like at the end of the day or the end of a person's life and you look back and you say to yourself, what did you do with your life? Well, I was busy uh, quetching. Many people will say that's what the life was all about, you know, quetching. Said at the end of the day, or the end of the year, don't you want to say, wow, I really had a geschmack a year? And the truth of it is, a person who makes a din the chesh means he looks at his life continuously, at every week or every year, and he looks back, it's much easier to push away this, not, this emotional negativeness because you don't want to waste another year on that. It doesn't mean that, I, I tell you, it doesn't mean you're not going to be hurt. It doesn't mean you're not hurt. It doesn't mean it's, you know, there's not painful things in life. Every person's life is painful, including mine. Sometimes I speak here and people think the rabbi's life must be great. And, and if the rabbi would know what I am going through, he wouldn't speak this way. The truth is, no, everyone has, as in Yiddish we say, everyone has their peckle. They're low, everyone has their challenges. And, and, and you can't, we cannot judge whose challenges are bigger because I find things that bother one person, the other person never bothered him. And things that some people make such a big issue and the other person says, what? I didn't realize it. You know, everyone is different. But we all have pain in life. The trick is to know it's bashed. You got to be on it. You got to face it. But you must move on. Don't waste your life, you know, being like a victim and being in pain and quetching. We are blessed that we are living. And the, the more you do this, the more enthusiastic you are, the better person you are, the better spouse you are, the better mother you are, the better parent you are, the better neighbor you are. 
I, I, you know, unfortunately, my wife is in hospital, she's doing a lot better. But, you know, you have volunteers to come to Mavaka Chayla. Sometimes a friend, but such a, one volunteer comes in with this huge smile. And I saw how my wife responded with her, you know, happiness. Other person does, every day the volunteer, but he comes in with a, you know, sour face and with a quetch and, you know, I, I noticed after a few minutes, it was enough. Yeah. And what was the difference? They're both volunteers. They're both are nice. Both do, don't have to do it. But if you walk in with a smile to a person, it's a whole different, a whole different uh, thing. If you walk in, you know, not smiling, you know, sort of like a load on your mind. That's the truth about us too. You're much, you're much closer to people if you shed all the pain that's around you. And you focus on the happiness. It's, I'm alive today. I have the now. How can I, what can I do with today today? And it's not easy, I must tell you. I know it, and it sounds so easy to say. The, way, the best way to do it is you meditate every day. You take time for yourself. See, the problem is most people never realize they are fetching. You know, when my children grow up and I try to point out, you know that you realize you've been quetching. I'm not quetching. You know. It takes time to realize, to be aware what you're doing with yourself. Many people not. What? Meditate. You could quetch to Hashem, but after a while, when a person meditates, he realizes what, you know, what it's all about. He comes to the realization that, you know, we are in an unhappy mood, that we're in a quetchy mood, and we're negative. A person has, a, after a while, a great realization what they're doing with their life. Many people don't realize how, you know, what they're doing with themselves. Their mamish, you know, they don't have a realization what they're doing is wasting their time. You know, you can speak to people who do things and they don't even realize, you know, this is what you're doing with your life. I was uh, once pointing out to someone in his panosa. I says, this is what you want to do with your panosa. I don't want to go into details, but I, this is what you want. The panasa, you know, cheating and doing things. So it's just, you're young. Why do you have to start with illegal things? Like he wasn't even aware. When a person meditates and talks to Hashem, it takes time for himself. You become a self-awareness. The more self-aware you are, the better person you are. The better you connect to Hashem. The better you daven. The better, like I said, you you realize it's not my. I'm the often, very often. Happens in the best of couples. You're in a bad mood, and so what? What do people do in a bad mood? They leave it out on the who's the closest, who their spouse, and then they say, no, 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 no. I'm not agitated. You're agitated, and you, you know, young people they blame each other, Real, not realizing that they happen to be in a bad mood, and they're letting it out on others. You know, where, where the more self-aware you are. I remember when Kanai Nahara, we had many children. Before I would walk into the house, I would always ask myself, what type of a mood am I now? Because it had a great effect. If I was in a bad mood, I was not going to criticize anyone. Because I knew it had nothing to do with them. It has to do with me. But if I knew I was in a good mood, then I was able, you know, Kanai Nahara, with as many children, things are going and coming, and even special teenagers when they were teen girls, you know. You know, but I was able, you know, when you have a self-awareness, you're much more aware of what's going on. If you don't have a self-awareness, you just, 
you know, lash out, not even realizing, nothing to do with your spouse, nothing to do with your worker. It's you in a bad mood. If I said this, always ask yourself if you, you know, you, and I, you get in, got into a fight, and got into an argument, I always ask myself, which part am I guilty? Because if you would have been in a great mood, you wouldn't have gotten into an argument. No matter how difficult your spouse is today, Imagine he gives you a hard time, and you would ask yourself, you know, if you were this morning woken up knowing that I'm, I want fifty thousand dollars, I would have, you would have said, to honey, why? What's what's bothering you? Instead of being dragged in into the argument, because when you're in a happy mood, you can't be dragged into an argument. When you yourself is in not in a happy mood, you could be drawn, but that needs self-awareness. And self-awareness comes. You take time for yourself and you talk to Hashem. That helps a person every day is another day of my life. We, no one knows how long we're going to live. Isn't it, we, shouldn't we live the day to the fullest? So today is a great day. Look at the sun that we have. What the weather, what a winter weather we have here. Now, you know, I used to really honestly think that people in L.A. are happier than people in New York. Someone showed me a survey done at UCLA. It's not true. It has nothing to do. LA people just as quetchy as New York. Nothing to do. Happiness is, even though we are blessed with great weather, we don't have to go, you know, put on coats and snow boots and who knows what. The quetch here is even with the East Coast and, and New York. It's, it has nothing to do. It has to do with yourself. So today is a great day. How are you going to live the day is up to you. No matter what stress you have in, in, uh, 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 today, but it's up to you how you're going to react to it. Would I, be, you know, how, would I be depressed? Would I do the best that I could? Would I smile? Would I not smile? It's really up to you. So what I'm really saying is it's great to feel this way. I don't think just because I spoke here for an hour, you're going to walk out now every day and do this. The way to accomplish this is to take time for yourself. If you take time to yourself, you talk to Hashem, and you really catch to Hashem, yeah, this is bothering me. How can I overcome it? How can I not let this big chunk of anger, pain, disappointment drive me away from you? Because you know how much energy goes into negativeness? It's amazing. You ever noticed that how when people are angry and so much energy gets consumed, so how much is left for your spouse or the people around you for, for davening to Hashem? It's like, you know, 80% is negative anger and who knows what, and 20% you have there. Instead of what a person should do is take time, talk to Hashem, become aware. Is this is what I want to do with my life? Walk around angry, frustrated. Now, I'm not saying that people who suffer deep scars, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar, not a psychologist, but people who are abused or sexually abused, they have a hard time, can't talk for such people. I'm talking about an average person who has the average, you know, and even people who suffer greatly. They, there's part of, of every person who could push it away and say, I am going to live a happy day today. See, our unhappiness, you know, unhappiness comes by itself. It doesn't need an invitation. You know, we don't have to invite the unhappiness into our life. It just has its own motor. It's one of the most amazing things. 
Happiness, you have to invite to yourself. You have to say, I want to be happy. But unhappiness, you know, we, most of us, look around. I'm sure we, all of you have friends, but how many people do you really know are happy all the time? I remember as a young person, this is one, I don't know why, but this was on my mind, and I found that most people who are happy, the people are happy, I realized I was young because it was a conscientious thing they did. And unhappiness, it doesn't make a difference. Of how I came to Zerus, I always say over the story, I was 13 years old, and I had a, a classmate. We were all children of Holocaust survivors. His father made it rich, but really rich. And, it, you know, he was, we were 13 years old, and his father had already 20 stores. Imagine, Holocaust survivors, and just was about, about 15 or 20 years after the war. And he had, it was really, and he was very jealous of me. I couldn't understand. He got a new bike every year. I didn't even have a bike. He got a new bike every year. And I, I didn't understand until I was much older. And I had a great father, and my father was very close to us, and he was jealous of that. He had a bike, lived in a new house. And I remember going to his house and have a vacuum cleaner connected to the wall. Like, I mean, like, you know. And, the, and it was like, to me, it's like Wonderland, you know. And he had a private bathroom, imagine, in his room. You know, that was unheard of in Borough Park then. But the bottom line is, it had nothing to do. He was unhappy because in his life, his father was a workaholic. I look back and I was understanding today much more. He was unhappy. Happiness has nothing to do how, <coughs> how much money you have, how comfortable you live. Happiness has to do what you decide for yourself. And it's hard, no question. I want to tell you something. It is hard. It's hard to be happy because sometimes our, just uh, you know, the, People who suffer mood swings, and you know, sometimes we have things in our body makes us moody, but sometimes it's the life challenges that makes us down too. But it do, you have to tell yourself, it doesn't help you. It's not going to help me walking around being angry and negative. It doesn't help. What it helps you is smiling and say, I'm going to use today the best what I can do. The best way you can do today is just smile and push away the pain and enjoy it. Most people who are miserable is not the people around them making them miserable. You make yourself more miserable than the people around you could make you miserable. I know people don't like to hear this, but it's a, it's a fact. It's true, sometimes you need someone around you to make you miserable, but how much miserable you are depends how much you let yourself be miserable. Because no matter what, you ask a person, I mean, there are people who are, I'm not saying, there are people who have difficult relationships with, with their parent and their spouse, which, you know, I'm not saying abnormal things, but often the things that, the normal things, we make ourselves more miserable than it really is. I mean, there are situations, no question, where, you know, I've dealt with people who have parents who are impossible, you know, or, or, or they have a child who, well, just as very difficult, but that's an exception. We're talking about the daily things. So, what I want you to all try, I hope you try this sometimes, sit down and talk to Hashem for 20 minutes. Now, most people tell me to sit down, they, they don't know how to speak. But, five minutes. Sit, but sit 20 minutes alone. 
You know, my, one of my daughters showed me that the famous Rabbi Tversky, Dr. Rabbi Tversky, who was a brilliant psychiatrist, in one of his books, he wrote so many, so I don't know which one, but uh, my daughter showed me that he writes till the age of 38, he was afraid to sit alone in a room. And this was his whole life. His whole life is by psychiatry, and, and he didn't realize why, and he wrote a whole essay about it. Imagine, it took him that 38 years old, he realized, wow, I'm afraid to sit alone in a room. And the truth is, there's something in people, they're afraid just to sit alone, with, alone. Nothing's gonna happen. Turn the cell phone off, you know. And if someone's expecting, just text your wife that for the next 20 minutes, I'm checking out. No, but I, I, I turn it off, period. You know, the, and just, and you tell yourself, be a, a sit alone with Hashem, and even if you don't talk only three minutes, just be a, in the presence of Hashem that makes a person feel that we are not in control, Hashem is in control. The truth it is that way. We have so little control. We think we're in control. In reality, we need Hashem to bless us with health, and even with panasa, and even, and, uh, uh, even our emotional health, we need a blessing of Hashem. It really, we are so dependent on Hashem. And you realize, and Hashem runs the world. You start realizing all my problems is, for me, exactly what Hashem knows that's best for me. And the more you talk to Hashem, the more you take the load and say to Hashem, here's my load, you take care of it. You unload, because we all carry a huge load in ourselves. Someone once described to me when he started meditating, he said to me a very profound thing. He said, before he started meditating, he used to walk around with, it's called, I think, shackles with a big ball on his legs, dragging him down. So after he started meditating, many of his, you know, his negative in life was falling away. Felt such a relief. It's true. It's like you start talking to Hashem and you realize there's a Rabbi in the world. And now my problems, it is, it is. No one minimizes your pain. Pain is pain. If someone insulted you, and someone is very difficult with you, it is pain. Or if you have a horrible toothache, you can't say it's nothing. A toothache is a, but you put it into perspective. You, there's a, there's a, you look at it in a much broader way than, than just thinking about the tooth, or it's banging away, and all your focus is, you thought this is right? It's, a, it's only a toothache. Yes, it's painful, and it's very painful, and it's not the end of the world. So, the, the Pasek is teaching us, tell yourself you only have a atu and now. That's really what we have. We only have the now in life. The right now, what you're living today. The yesterday is gone. And it's a pity. You know, the past is, you know, the past, in, let me tell you a very interesting thing in Lushan HaKadosh. Vahoyu, the word vahoyu means Simcha, the Chazal say. The word Vohoyu, whenever it says Vohoyu, is a symbol of happiness. Vayehi, the Chazal say, the says, is a symbol of unhappiness. Now let me tell you in a fascinating Kabbalah, what the Kabbalah and Kabbalah say. The word Hoyu, without a Vav, means it was. Vohoyu, with a Vav, means it will be. 
And if you will listen to what I'm telling you, so it's talking about the future. With Aruvav, Hoi means it was. If you know Hebrew, Hoi means it was. Vohoi means. Why? Because you know why? The, few, the past is always painful. No one, most of us look back and say, you know, I could have been a better person. Could have been a better day. I could have been a better father, a better mother. The past is depressing. Most people, you ask them how old you are, and they in their mind thought, at this age, I'll be riding high. At this age, my life was going to be blessed of all blessings. I, I asked this when I was young, many people, and most people, I have not met anyone who didn't tell me that. No matter how successful they were, they thought things are going to be differently in this. And so the past is depressing. If you can make the past into the future, it's happiness. Hoyu means that it was. Vehoyu and it will be. Because when you do tshuva, you change the past into the future. By, by he means, well, out of of, by he means, <clears throat> uh, 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 he means, and if you know Hebrew, he means the future. he means the past. Because you turn the future into the past, it's very depressing. The past is unhappy. You have to tell yourself every morning, today is a new day. And I'm going to be just happy just what the day brings me. See, what often we do in life is we're waiting that the thing out there should make me happy. You know, I say over a story many years ago, Hashem, my son as well, but he was going, he was a teenager, he was getting chemotherapy. So they were sitting and, and they were, you know, they have the teens were all sitting in a semi-circle group and hooked up to, to the machines. And there was a social worker and uh, she told me a very profound thing. She said that, I was telling her, I don't have a television, my children never saw television. She said to me that children who watch comedy, people watch comedy, are always busy, someone else out there to make them happy. The wedding, you know, because I, you know, I was sitting with him, many of the jokes that was on the TV was not a joke. It was people in the background laughing. The joke itself didn't make sense. How is it called? A laugh track, it's called? How is it called? It's called laugh track, something like that? No. I remember I said, well, that wasn't funny, but it just, uh, but you have someone in the back laugh, so you think it's funny. But she explained that a person who doesn't depend on this, doesn't watch comedy, they make sure they're happy from their own. Don't await other people. That's when I understood that many people out there waiting, this is going to make me happy. This deal, or this night out, or this, you know, uh, this event, or this wedding, or this, you know, getting together, and I'm waiting for that. And get to the place, you come home disappointed. It didn't make you happy. Because it, no one thing can make you happy. What makes a person happy himself all the time, the small things in life. That I, I woke up today, and it's sunny. I have my health. And I, I, I ate. And I could teach. You know, this, this doesn't, you know, we don't expect this huge, you know, many people walk around the huge, you know, you know jackpot is going to make me happy. Whatever you think to yourself. Just the simple things in life. And that's why when you talk, see, it's very hard, I'm saying it again, it's very difficult 
to do it on your own. If you sit and talk to Hashem, slowly you become seeing this God around me. And these things are happening because Hashem wants it to happen. And it will happen. Things will happen again today. There's no day that doesn't have free from pain. I'm sure we're going to be disappointed today, and I'm sure we're going to, but I'm sure you're going to have a great things on that day today. If you make today a great day, you're going to be smiling. It's great. It's a, we have a day to live. That's why it, it says, Va'atu continues, says, and now, tell yourself all you have is today. See, what Rav Nachman says, even another more profound thing, he says, every day the Rabbi Shalom sends down secrets of the Torah. Now, 99.99% of the people never understand it. But we are religious and we have the Torah. The light of those secrets penetrate to us. It makes a newness. It's not that it's not new, he explains. It is really new. The Chazal say, the Pusik says, we say, Hashem really news continuously masturbations. Every day there's a newness. There's, every minute there's a creation of a newness. There's a new, this, the minute before is not the same minute afterwards. It's the Rabbani Shem recreated the world. And he recreates it by sending down different types of Torah, which is beyond, which we can comprehend. But it's there, and we just got to let the light of Hashem come into us. And that happens when you have a relationship with Hashem. And I often say this to people, that, you know, today you can ask people, are you, are you making ends meet? People, yeah, I hear people talking about it. You can even ask people, how's your Sean Bites going? I ask people, I overhear people, young people, older people, how are things going with you? I... Ask a person, how's your relationship with God? He looks at you strange. Strange, what is this guy? What's wrong with this guy? You know, don't, now that sounds like about shuva, or that sounds like, you know, flaky, or as someone said to me once, like a shloime kalbach, it sounds like. You know, but, you know, it's such a removed idea saying I have a relationship with Hashem. And this is the most important thing of being Jewish is, of course you got to do all the details, but it's to have a relationship with Hashem. And the lack of having a relationship with Hashem it has an incredible effect on us. That we, it is no, it, we get bored. Instead of saying, another day. It's another day of life and another encounter with Hashem, another bracha. Any questions? Yeah, your person. No, for, uh, that's for sure. That's an important thing what you just asked. Uh, it's very important what you just asked. A, a person must have a plan. What are you going to do with life? You can't just wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to look for a job now. You know, you got there's no, no question. A person has to have a plan, has to know what he's doing, what, how he's going to make a panasa, how he's going to marry off the children, or how the children can get married. There's, 
But that, that life must. A person doesn't make plans, it's horrible. But we're talking about daily. People wake up in the day, and as I said in the beginning, their life is, I'm hanging in. I'm sure it's still used today in English, right? I'm hanging in. That's not a life hanging in. I don't want to live a life hanging in. The person could be planned, and he is Baruch Hashem, and he has a panosa, he has a career, and he's matzliach. Yeah, but there was a kvetch. Career people who are successful also kvetch. Now you do. I'm hanging in. I once sat over. I was sitting at a wedding with a wealthy person, and the whole wedding was kvetching. That is, foreman quit. So I really thought he had a few workers, and then uh, at the end of the conversation, finally, how many people work for you? He tells me two hundred and fifty. My face dropped, and all it was quetching that is forming quit. And you would have thought, and then someone explained to me, you have no idea how wealthy he is, but you know, I, I remember the conversation. In his mind, this was such a terrible thing. You know, of course you have to, and he's very wealthy, he could have closed his business and live on the interest of interest, and he wouldn't know the difference. Not so wealthy he was. But he was a quetch. Of course, a person has to have a plan. He knows how to make up a nasa. The Bashemtev went. The, if you are at a high level of Bashemtev, Bashemtev is known. He went to sleep. He did not want one penny in the house. He wanted to have the great betach and wake up in the morning, relying on Hashem. Twice he couldn't fall asleep, and he asked his wife. He had a wife called Chana. He said, "Chana, are you hiding money?" She said, "Yes." I was worried about tomorrow's breakfast. No, give me the money. You would run out and find a poor person to give it away. If you're the Baal Shem Tov, we're not the Baal Shem Tov. We are who we are. And we have to have a plan. We have to know how we're going to support ourselves and our wife and children. You have to have a... But at the end of the day is, is like even though you do have a plan, you have... Doesn't... You think we are less quetchy than the generation before? No. The unhappiness, we live a, a longer life. Thanks for the, the bunch of gave us the medical signs. People do live longer. But happier, we quetch just as a, just as. The quetch that our grandparents have, we just, the same quetch. We, uh, doesn't, that's because it, we have to, to, to stop this, we must grab every day in our hands. You know, grab the day, grab the life that we have. Yeah, you could quetch, and then you could say to Hashem, here I am, help me get rid of my quetch. I say to this Hashem, I'm going through a tough time, and I need this, you know, that'll be my wife is ill, and she needs this, and uh, don't be afraid, just say, and it, it relieves you. I, I can't explain how such a relief in you. You share the burden with Hashem, and you, you say, here Hashem is going to take care of me. And the truth it is that way. The Rebbe does take care of us. Does. But you know, we sit and talk. It's not only that. When you talk to Hashem, you become aware what's going on. It makes us an awareness of yourself. You'll notice. Yes?
Oh, teenagers? Oh, yeah. Eleven is a teenager. Nothing. Watching you smile. That's uh, not, nothing. Teen, teens are notorious catch. Look back. I don't know. We look back at your teens. It doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference uh, who your parents were, what your parents are, the best of parents. Part of being a teenager is, you know, finding yourself and being, it's a boy or girl. Yeah. Girls are, I wanted to, I found that for my children, the girls were worse than the boys. I don't know why, but, uh, what? Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I, I my, my two sons were not out there, but it's raising children. Children are catchy. I, my, one of my oldest grandchildren was here visiting. I always say this story. Can I know her? She's already 13 years old, so it happened a while ago, eight years ago. My wife took her to the zoo. <clears throat> And uh, no, I drove them to the zoo, dropped them off, and she was five years old. And I went back in the afternoon and picked them up. And I say, Miriam, what did you see in the zoo? She tells me the polar bear cage was empty. <laughs> so I said, What did you see? And again, she says, I asked my daughter, well, What happened over here? She says there was a big sign that the polar bear died from cancer. So I just told her. So I says, that's the first thing you saw? No. First thing you got. So I, well, she tells me first thing, see, the penguins, I forget what she told me. So I turned to my and said, what did you see? Huh? Oh, I saw the monkey and I saw the bears and all of us. But so where was the polar bear? Middle of the thing, there was a polar bear empty. But when the child got into the car, five-year-old child, it doesn't know anything. It doesn't know, has not experienced First thing she said to me, the polar bear cage was empty. Isn't that amazing? That's a, we all humans are that way. Not my five-year-old. We, me, all of us are that way. Takes time to train children, and the best way is they see how you live. They see how you live, and you see the positive. We all are that way. At the end of the day, you'll ask yourself, what happened? The negative things we see. The polar bear the cage was empty. I don't know if she ever saw a polar bear. I don't think she knew. It's not that she knew what a polar bear is. She was five years old, but it was amazing. She remembered. She was a bright kid. My, my daughter told her the polar bear cage is empty because they didn't want to tell her about cancer and died. So she told her it's empty. It's empty now. So she, she, it's not like I saw a polar bear and, you know, people think it's cute and it's a cute picture. And, uh, you know, and I missed it. My favorite uh, bear. You know what I mean? Five-year-old. But a five-year-old, no. That's how we are. In life, we are that way. And the ch way children learn is the way you see. The greatest teaching for children is the way you interact in life. So that giving speeches helps. But the way they see it is the way you talk to them. If you express love, you express warmth, you express poverty. They are, you know, teen, you don't, you know, I've raised daughters, don't touch me. It comes to the stage, Abba, you know what I mean? I'm untouchable. Uh, that's part of being a child, part of being a teenager, part of growing up. It's just, just what it is. But the, the biggest lesson is the way they see how you interact. Yes.
feel the simcha? Yeah, I mean, if someone close to you has cancer, I myself saw it, you know, and I remembered when my teenager was going through that, I had a daughter dating and how to be clear-minded and help a date, and then the, it was very difficult. Feelings we can't ignore, but, uh, but it's amazing what you're saying is because it's in life, we have a negative feeling and a positive feeling, the negative always wins. You're marrying of a child, it was a, a wedding was a child you were you having so you have you have your own child marrying her off and someone close to your house cancer so it's always a negative always wins and everything it doesn't have to be so drastic you find that at home something you know something to celebrate and something and we, I taught we have to teach ourselves that you know it's no question it's terrifying I know I've been there it was just terrifying but you gotta overcome and say, listen, it is what it is, and we can do what we can do. Now the time is to be to take care of the wedding. You, see, but that doesn't come only by meditating. I couldn't have done it myself, going through even now, only by meditating, but taking time and talking to Hashem. It helps a person put things in perspective. It helps enormously. So I wanna challenge you all. Why don't you all wear a smile today? And you'll see, that smiling makes a per, it makes you better, you know, you know, uh, you are, you feel a lot better. You know, when I go through a tough time, I put a big smile on my face. I'm not a, I'm not in the mood of smiling, watching my wife being so ill. But you put a smile on your face, it makes you feel so much empowered, and you look at the positive things. And and the truth is, the person who's ill, you know. Likes a smile. No one likes. No one likes a, a, a sour face. If you walk, I always tell my 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 daughters when you go into a room, coming to a big man, you know, in a social event, teenagers, the first thing you look at, you notice is a smiling face. It's an invitation, it really is. And take time for yourself. Really take time. We are so blessed. We waste so much time on. And nonsense. Sit and just 20 minutes alone. Even if you only talk three minutes, teach yourself to be alone. It's such a and with Hashem. Say Hashem is here. Let me invite him. Let me talk to him. Let me ask him to help me. And let me tell him I want to be close to you. And make a, the more you're closer to Hashem, your life becomes so much meaningful. Everything in life has a, a deeper meaning. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Have a great day. You should smile all day.